Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Letters to Myself podcast. I hope you've all been having a really great last couple of weeks of July. Thank you so much. Again, if you're listening to my podcast, if you support it in any way, I really do appreciate it. And I know it's very small still, but I do see that it's been growing a little bit now that I'm more consistent. So again, whoever you are, I really do appreciate you. Uh, Thank you so much. And I will continue to try and find interesting things to talk about, but also provide proper advice. So yeah. Um, Today's topic, it kind of, I feel like I've been talking about similar stuff kind of this whole year in general, which is just more positive topics, honestly, just good things. And I wanted to expand on a couple of ideas. Before I get started, again, a couple of, I don't even know if they're really updates. Well, obviously I'm going to give my book updates, but lately I've been thinking a lot about gratitude. That that has been a major update in my life just because I know um, earlier in the year I had that book, that gratitude journal, um, that basically makes you log in three things you're grateful for, three things that would make your day go well. And I had been really consistent with using it up until around March. And I was thinking about it because my practice did fall off, but it didn't actually fall off because I still have been practicing gratitude every day. And my thoughts are this, is initially it had really helped because it was forcing me to think about things I'm grateful for. But the payoff after like mid-February, it kind of fell off a little bit because I found that it wasn't working anymore. It was almost like I was forcing myself to just say the same things. And so I don't really think I believe in gratitude journals anymore because based on research and things that I've read is that it's not about listing things every day. It's that general feeling of being grateful for things that leads to a more fulfilling life. Listing things, you know, 24 seven is going to make you actually, like it's not really going to do anything apart from maybe allowing you to kickstart the habit of practicing gratitude because gratitude is very important and it has been shown to make us happier people, make us more great, not grateful. That is the end goal, but to make us, you know, just happier to be alive, to appreciate the things in our life more, to appreciate our family and our friends and whatever happens, it does have positive impacts on mental health, on happiness and on life. But if you are just listing things, there is kind of a drop off where it no longer is improving your life to just be listing things you're grateful for every day. So I think that the journal is helpful in kickstarting a habit, but I do think that just in thinking a lot about gratitude, ultimately it's just every day, that feeling that you feel inside of you and taking a moment, which kind of ties into mindfulness to appreciate and be grateful for what you have in your life is a lot more meaningful in the long run than writing things down and like taking something off of your to-do list. I think that's been my greatest realization of like this week because I was really, really thinking about it. And so I've been experiencing just overwhelming feelings of gratitude lately because I've really kind of tried to cultivate this feeling. And it's something that I try to feel when I'm doing the most simple, simple things, you know, on my commute to work, I try to be super grateful that I get to listen to music. I get to be excited. Um, I'm happy that I look good. If I the act of me putting my perfume on, I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful that I have the means to do that. Um, when I'm something as simple as like texting in a group chat with my friends, I'll suddenly feel, you know, take a moment to be like, I'm so grateful that I have 
such a good group of friends that I have people that I can trust that I'm so close to my sisters. Like I'm so happy and I'm so grateful. And I appreciate that so much because, you know, not everybody has that. And, and I want to hold on to that and I want to appreciate it. And I want to make sure that these people know they are meaningful in my life. Just like small little things and, and trying to hold on to that feeling, it just expands it. And it really does make you appreciate the people in your life so much more. So that I think has been a really big theme for the summer is like a a key or like a trick to almost being mindful and forcing yourself to be present is that the more grateful you are, the more present you are, the more mindful you are, and the more you're able to live in the moment. It, 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 It really is true. It sounds like so cliche and it is cliche if you're just writing things down. But when you realize that gratitude is also a feeling, it is also, you know, like it's an active process of just sitting in the moment and saying, wow, like I, how lucky am I to have these people in my life? How lucky am I that I can, you know, feed myself and clothe myself? How lucky am I that I get to do this today? That feeling, the more you do it, it kind of like is a snowball effect. And you just notice day to day how much it improves your life. Like I never wake up in a bad mood. I'm never in a bad mood when I wake up. So many people are in like a shitty mood. They're like on a Monday. They're like, I hate my life. No, I wake up on a Monday and I'm okay. Yeah. Like not every day, but I'll be like, wow. Like I'm excited to drive in my car and listen to my music. I'm excited to put my perfume on and find an outfit and look pretty. I'm excited to talk to my friends. I'm, you know, like, like I get excited for small things and it makes you more grateful. You know what I mean? I could honestly make a whole podcast episode about how impactful gratitude has been and how, you know, especially for an anxious person, we're always focusing on the future, focusing on the past. Gratitude is such an anchor to the present, honestly, more so than, than anything else. I think this has worked the most for me because you aren't, you are not grateful for things in the future because you don't have them yet. You're grateful for the things that are there in the present moment. And it forces you to just be like, wow, I, I love this. I am so happy to have this, you know? So just some food for thought, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, I'm no longer using like a gratitude journal. I just felt like it was a waste of time and I would miss it during the day. And then I'd come home or like, I like, it'd be three in the morning. I'm getting home from a night out and I'd be like forcing myself to write in it. And I'd be like, what, like, what is this doing for me? I'm just, I can't, I can't even think straight right now. You know what I mean? I'm grateful for like the vodka shot I took. Like, no, I, I couldn't think properly. I just think it's more so along the lines of like waking up and realizing that you are blessed in so many ways. You know, you might not be the richest person. You might not, you might have had rejections. You might've had failures, but you are still blessed. And like holding on to those blessings, when you're grateful for those blessings, more blessings come to you because then you, you see them, you see where they can seep into your life. That's just kind of my, my two cents, I guess. Anyways. Yeah. So um, before we get started on like the, the main thing I wanted to talk about today was like rewiring negative beliefs, but I just wanted to do a quick book update. So Eve Babbitt is becoming one of my favorite authors and I just finished reading Black Swans by Eve Babbitt. I read Sex and Rage, um, in May when I was on vacation, it was like the perfect chic beach, beach read. Um, but I realized that the reason I love her writing so much is because her life is just so exciting and it's just so interesting hearing about her life um, in the 60s, 70s in California. 
she's just allowed me a lot more to realize that like it's okay to romanticize your life in that way and so when I go out I try to just have this I, I try to pretend like I'm gonna write like a, a, you know like a chic memoir about my life and it's gonna look like this and I'm gonna go wherever the night takes me and I'm gonna write and look back on it and be like look at these antics I did when I was younger her writing is there's just something about it that's so enticing so invigorating and I want to read all all of her books but they are so I I can't even describe the style of writing but it's it's nothing I have ever seen from anyone else before so yeah loved it um I also read a book on essentialism it's by Greg Greg McKeown I don't know how to pronounce that I'm sorry interesting book about you know like only decluttering your life, not in a Marie Kondo kind of way, but on the internal, only doing what is essential will lead you to have greater results. It didn't really touch me too much because I feel like I'm already, I was already applying those principles, but it's a super helpful book. If you feel like your life is too cluttered, like you're saying yes to too many things, like you're over committed at work with your family, with your personal and social life, basically the act of only focusing on what really matters to you will improve your life. So again, a lot of helpful general information. And then the last book that I think, oh, I read the second book in the Shadow and Bone series. And honestly, like the second book was much better than the first one. Um, I'm starting to watch the show on Netflix too. And they, the actors, like the, the, the person they casted for Mal was like way different than what I was envisioning. Like because the Mal in the books is so stupid and so useless. Like, I'm so sorry, but I hate Mal's character so much in the book. Like, so he most useless character. But in the show, I'm like, okay, he's actually a good guy. Okay, okay. Um, but yeah, his character just pissed me off. Again, really good book if you're looking to, to read, like, an easy fantasy read. I think that's pretty much it. What am I reading right now? Oh, 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 okay. Okay, sorry. sorry. I always forget what I'm reading. Um, I'm reading know my name by chanel miller which is a um it was about the sexual assault case with brock turner that happened i believe in 2015. it was all over the news um and it's basically just her retelling of what what happened and the the case i'm only like 40 pages in so i honestly don't know too much about it and when when it actually occurred i feel like i was too young to really follow the case like I, I was like I knew about it I saw it on social media but I didn't know a lot about it all I know is that it was he got off so easily that's but just general and then I'm also reading the third book in the shadow and bone series so that's pretty much it but you know just keeping up with my reading goals I'm at 59 books so I think this year I'm going to reach 100 books last year I didn't but this year we're going to we're going to do it because we're we're reaching all of our goals this year Anyways, so let's get into the main topic for today. So how to rewire negative beliefs. Why do I think I want to speak on this now is because last year I was like the queen of holding on to limiting and negative beliefs. Like it affected me every day. I was always in a slump. I was just not... I didn't understand how to rewrite negative beliefs because no matter how hard I tried to do affirmations in front of the mirror and journal positively, I just didn't make the, there was a disconnect and I wasn't able to let go of certain things. And only when I let go of them and I rewired them has my life improved. And 
it takes a long, long time to rewire negative beliefs, especially, especially, especially if they, they are entrenched in like your childhood or things that you've learned from a long time ago or from experiences that happened a decade ago from before you were 18 or like even if you were like 10 or nine or eight, like it could be, it's harder the, the further back it goes. So my thing is it's easy to fall into traps, especially if you're an overthinker. So if you're an anxious person, naturally, if even one little thing goes wrong, it's going to set you off. And it's so easy for that to, again, snowball into a bad day or an anxious day or you just like, because for me, what happens is, or what used to happen is I would get anxious about something and then it would set it off and then I'd be on edge the entire day and then something else would happen that I, you're like, you're not resilient enough to, to deal with it and then to turn your day around because of those, those negative beliefs keep coming up. This can be in any area of life. This is not just for one area of life. It could be, oh my God, like I'm so ugly. It could be, I'm going to die alone. It could be, I literally suck at my job. I'm, I'm, I'm not worthy of this job. It could be, you know, I don't have uh, a good relation. I don't have a good social life because I'm awkward because I suck. It could be anything. It could be so personal too. And what we don't realize is when we feed ourselves this narrative again and again, 24 seven, it is in a way pushing us towards that reality where we don't have plans on a Friday night, where we don't get promoted, where we are single. Although, you know, in certain, certain things are out of your control, but the mindset you have and those beliefs are really going to be what changes your perspective and what allows you to let these good things into your life. I don't think we realize how, how much our beliefs shape our worldview and lead us to our undesired outcomes that we are scared of. It's all about fear. And in an ex- to an extent, you know, I was always saying, you know, you can't manifest your reality. Of course, you know, if you think something bad, like, oh my God, I'm going to like die on this plane flight. That, just because you think that doesn't mean you're going to manifest it. But if you're constantly believing to a smaller scale, I'm so ugly, you're genuinely going to believe it. And people are going to see you that way because you're not going to be confident enough. You know, do, do you get what I'm saying? If you genuinely believe that you are not worthy of a relationship, then how are you ever going to be in a healthy relationship if you yourself think you're not worthy? And if you think there are no good guys out there and you're constantly talking about men are trash, there are no good guys, blah, 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 blah. How are you going to have space to look for the good ones? How are you, how are you still going to hold on to that hope? So it's, it's easier said than done. But I do see a lot of people falling in again to this trap of thinking and it leads into a loop and they don't look beyond their beliefs. And that is why what they actually want to manifest, which everybody wants, you know, fruitfulness in their relationships in their, in their careers and with their families, with their social life. How is that going to manifest if you're your own worst enemy and you are blocking yourself from receiving any blessings, right? I'm just trying to get my bearings together because this is like a really hard point to kind of explain. So the the biggest one that I see, the big the biggest example that I always see is when girls are like I'm I'm not ever going to find anybody. Um there are no good guys. Look at this TikTok. Look at this. He's cheating. Look at this person. There are no good men left. It's very easy to fall into that narrative. Of course, we have to acknowledge there are bad people out there. 
But if you are, you know, keep saying that, you're genuinely going to believe there are no good guys out there. You're not going to find one. And so if you have that mindset, of course, you're not going to find the right guy for you because you're, you're not looking in the right place. You're only looking at the bad guys. You're only putting your attention and your focus and your intention on those people that are going to cheat and be shitty and treat you like crap. The key is to rewire that belief and to say, yeah, it's true. There will always be bad people out there, but there are also a lot of really, really great men that can be great partners to me. There are really good guys out there and I am not going to focus on the bad ones. I'm going to focus on cultivating a healthy relationship firstly with myself, right? Knowing my worth, holding my standards. And I know that whatever is within is going to reflect on the outside. I'm going to attract the right people in my life and I'm going to attract the right partner for me because I know that there are good guys out there. And I'm not going to put any attention to whatever is circulating on social media about guys being shit, these these terrible podcasters. Mute them, block them, don't listen to it. Not all guys are like that. Don't if you're telling yourself that they are, then you're not going to find anybody like Again, it's, it's easier said than done because it is years of these beliefs piling up on us and it's echoed by the people around us too. And I noticed that as soon as I flipped the switch and I started telling myself, no, there are great guys out there. There are men that are going to love and respect you. And I know it. I know it. And I know that love is out there because I love so deeply. If a person like me exists, then there's another person like me that exists that has the ability to love and respect and care for me deeply. And that mirrors my other relationships. You know, if you cultivate healthy friendships, healthy family, and you have uh, platonic relationships with people that are healthy and caring and you respect each other, then of course that's possible in a romantic relationship as well. So don't dwell on the, again, so cliche, don't dwell on the negative, but it is true. And that isn't to say, because before I would believe and, and, and be like, well, how is this true? Like sometimes you just have to let your feelings out. Sometimes you're upset. Sometimes you're, you're angry. I'm not saying push it down and don't process it. I'm not saying it's not okay to have fears. I'm not saying it's not okay to have anxieties. I still have fears sometimes that come up, but I notice that they come up. I notice, I acknowledge that fear and I write about it and I release it. I'm not saying never write about your fears and anxieties and just like hold it deep down. No, I'm saying acknowledge that you're scared of this, that it's a, it's a, a, a rough spot for you, that it's hard for you to overcome this belief because of your past experiences in life because of what's happened to you, acknowledge it, but also, you know, accept that you have to let this go in order for you to move past it. And you have to change yourself first on the internal before the external happenings can come into fruition. And so it's this delicate balance of respecting and honoring yourself and your feelings allowing yourself to move through your feelings and then letting it go and pivoting towards who you want to be. And it can be hard at first. It can be exhausting. But once you train your mind to do that, 
you will catch yourself 99% of the time. Is this making any sense? Like I tried to make notes on this, but it's just like, it's so hard to explain it. I'll give an example. As us anxious girlies know, you're like, we have thoughts a million times a second. Like they will always come up. So I'm just going about my day. I'll feel upset that something didn't work out. And I'll be like, see, this is why I'm, I'm not deserving of hat. Or like, this is why this is never going to happen for me. Or sometimes I'll have like this, like random thought out of nowhere. That's like, Oh my God. Like, what if you never find anybody like, uh, you know, and you, you can kind of spiral with that. So now I've trained myself to immediately catch that thought and be like, okay, my feelings are valid. I understand that I feel this way. The part of me that is saying this, that is feeding me these negative thoughts is the wounded part of me. You know, it's the part of me that's been hurt and I'm not going to push her away. I'm going to acknowledge her, you know, I'm going to figuratively hold her hand, say, I acknowledge, I understand it's because of what you've been through, but I'm not entertaining this right now. And that is not true. And then I, you know, in my brain, what happens is, okay, we're going to take this thought. We're going to throw it away. We're not, we're going to restructure it. And instead of saying, I'm not worthy, I'm going to say, no, no, no. Look at all these other relationships that I have in my life. Look how happy they are. If they can manifest love, why can't I? Um, if I have the, the greatest friend group and, and there's so much love between us, then how am I alone in the first place? I'm not alone. I'm surrounded by love every day. You know, if I myself exhibit love and I try to love others, then how is that true? So I challenge the thought and then I let it go. And I think of positive things and I'm like, and then I start getting excited and I'm like, I'm so excited. You know, I'm so excited to, to finally encounter the person that is going to love me. Um, I'm also so grateful for the people that already do love me because I very much have so many amazing people in my life and, and I need to be grateful and appreciate them every day because I'm not alone. That is a lie. That is not true. That's coming from the, the part of me that is again, like wounded and, and, you know, Every, all of us have wounded parts inside of us because we've all had negative experiences before. We've all faced rejection, heartbreak, failure, but that's not who we are. We can choose to let it, to acknowledge it and to let it go and to turn towards the, you know, turn towards the reality, which is in a way we create our reality, but also the reality is most of the time these negative beliefs are not true. Like they really aren't. And, and you know it too, because sometimes I'll look in the mirror and I'll be like, I'm literally so ugly. And then I'll be like, wait, actually that's literally not true because I look good right now. It's all about the way you're choosing to interpret your thoughts. Again, if I'm having a bad day, I acknowledge and I'm like, this is coming from the part of me that like is insecure about my appearance. Maybe I'm having a bad hair day. Maybe, you know, my skin is not looking as great as it is. But I know it's just temporary, you know, it's just the way I'm seeing myself in that moment. And it's coming from, again, social conditioning, societal pressures to always look beautiful, blah, 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 et cetera. And then it goes away. It's when you choose to feed into those negative thoughts, that's when it becomes dangerous. It's when you choose to wholly and honestly believe it and refuse to see the bigger picture and refuse to see the other side of it. And again, this applies to literally every aspect of your life. I just, the reason I'm emphasizing relationships so much is because I feel like for girls, that is, that is kind of the topic that comes up the most is appearance or our relationships. Like how many times 
if, if you have a friend group, have you heard like, I'm never going to find anybody. I'm like, I'm like, you know, I, 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 I can't find a good man. Like, or, you know, I've been treated so bad. Like I'm always going to be treated badly. I'm never going to be treated the way I deserve. And it's, it's normal again, to an extent it's, it's normal. And it's, understandable that people would have these thought patterns. I've been guilty of saying this too. And I'm not saying if, like, if you just got over a breakup, if you're going through something, say, say what you need to say. But there are some people that even after they've healed from a breakup or like they've healed, they're still pointing out like how they're like so alone, how they, there's no good men. They're shitty. Like I need to get out of Toronto. Like I always hear things about like, Oh, like Toronto men, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, okay. It's funny to like acknowledge it, but there are good guys out there. There are good. And if you're a guy listening to this, there are good women out there. Like, trust me, you will find the woman you like, or the, like the woman that is meant for you. But I, I just find that people focus so much on what they don't want that they end up not focusing on what they do want. And that's why they're stuck in this cycle. And it, it like, it just goes for everybody. It's like, people will be like, Oh, look at him he is this type of person. I don't want that. So then focus on the qualities that you do want in a person. And you're going to be more drawn to people that exhibit those qualities. Do you know what I mean? Again, am I like, am I making sense? But what helps for me is again, maybe start by writing it down. Cause that's, that's honestly what I started to do because you have to force yourself to slow down and just, you know, write, write out your limiting beliefs. Like this is what my negative or my limiting beliefs are about myself. I think I can't do X. I think I'm an incompetent worker. I think that, you know, this can't happen for me because I'm too this. I'm too, um, I'm not pretty enough. I'm not this enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not tall enough. I'm not, I don't, I don't know. Write that all down. And then with an arrow, write down, I'm changing this belief to this. So if you, if you wrote down, I feel like I'm not worthy of love. Change that to, I am very worthy of love because I love myself. I love my friends. I am surrounded by people that love me already. And so <laughs> that's definitely not true because if you weren't worthy of love, you would have zero people. You would be completely alone and have nobody in your contacts. That's not true. I don't think for anybody that's true. Okay. Rewire. I, I feel like I'm ugly. Okay. Challenge it. I'm not ugly. I am beautiful. I was made exactly this way. I am, you know, I am a beautiful person inside and out. And I know this is true because I've had moments where I feel confident and hot and, and beautiful or whatever you want to be called cute, beautiful, hot, sexy. We all have bad days. That's fine. It's oh, like, I'm not saying it's not okay to have bad days. I'm not saying it's not okay to wallow in your side. Like, you're supposed to feel sadness. You're a human being. And I think that the reason why a lot of these like self-help books or these like manifestation techniques don't work is because they teach too much that you're supposed to block off any negative emotion. And that's just not true. And I'm saying that's not realistic. The, the, the key is to acknowledge that, that you are in a negative state or that you're experiencing sadness or anger or frustration. You're supposed to feel that you're a human being. Our emotions were designed to, to keep us alive. And they have a function, a social function, a biological function. And so it's not normal to be happy 24 seven. However, however, 
when we are so entrenched in negative beliefs that they are negatively affecting our life, that is when you have to make some changes. Um, it's again, much, much easier said than done, but like in summary, the more you think something negative, the less you are going to go in the right direction. And the more you think you're not going to do something, the more likely it is you're not going to do that thing. You know, if you think you're never going to get promoted, you're a lot less likely to get promoted than the person who believes it and who is saying, I'm anticipating it. I know it's going to happen. I'm ready. I'm preparing. I'm taking the courses. I'm connecting. I'm networking. You know, like obviously there's a way higher chance that the other person is going to get the promotion over you because they are looking positively towards that. The person who is confident in the way they look will carry themselves differently. And even I notice that when I carry myself with confidence and I'm, I love the outfit that I have on, you know, I dress according to my style and I, I get pretty and I, you know, I dress the way I like to present myself and I feel confident. I get a lot more positive, not negative attention from people. I find that I, 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 I talk and meet more people when I go out as opposed to if I'm having a really bad day and I don't, I don't think I look good and I'm wearing an outfit that doesn't really match my style and I'm like upset and I don't look good. I don't, you don't get as much positive attention or maybe you get no attention at all. If that's your, if that is your intention when going out or, you know, you don't have as good of a time. Um, and I've had a lot of negative things happen in my life. I've, everybody has bad experiences. I'm not going to air out all my, like everything bad that has happened to me, but of course I've had bad things happen to me even this year. But I'm, I allowed myself to grieve what, what was, you know, I'm allowed, you're allowed to cry. Girlies are allowed to cry. Hot girls cry. Um, (laughs) you're allowed to cry about it. You're allowed to feel it, but then you look towards the future and you look towards changing that. Like, I'm not going to be always focusing and ruminating on everything bad that has happened in my life, right? especially because I'm an anxious person. And again, I've, it's taken so much inner work. Like I, I can't even begin to explain how much inner work it has taken to change this. But if I were to keep focusing on everything bad that has happened to me and I didn't move on from it, I would never grow, you know? And it's, it's really that simple. It's not simple, but it really is that simple. I think that was a lot of information. Like, I don't even know if I presented this idea in the right way, but it, did I even give tools on how to rewire negative beliefs? Yeah, I did. I did. Writing it down and also actively catching your thoughts. I think that's a mindfulness thing, to be honest with you, because from the little, from the couple of mindfulness um, meditations that I've, I've tried to do, it says, you know, thoughts are going to come up, but just observe them and acknowledge them. And so that's what I've been doing. And when you really do get into this habit, it is easier to catch yourself falling into like a negative thought. I've had days where I will be near tears. I'll be like, this is the worst day ever. I'm like, I'm so angry. Everything's going wrong. Like, because like, really like embarrassing and like klutzy things happen to me all the time. And then I'll just think about it and be like, how am I going to turn this day around? I'm going to get my iced coffee. I'm going to spray my favorite perfume on. I'm going to make plans for the weekend. And then I turn my day around and I'm like, 
it really wasn't that bad. Like it was bad for like a day like or, or, or like an hour and it's fine. You know, I'm happy now. It really is that easy. But if I had kept and held on to like whatever bad thing happened, like, oh, maybe you tripped in the parking lot. I don't know what's happened to me before and like scraped my knee. If you keep staying in a bad mood from that, you don't let it go. You're going to have a shitty day. You're going to have a worse day. You have to let things go. This is on a smaller scale. Obviously people have worse, like scraping your knee on a hit and falling on, on the sidewalk is not as bad as like you got broken up with or you made a really big mistake or you got into a huge fight with someone. Like obviously that's going to affect you for a longer time. But um, we get into these, um, what are they called? Over like explosive ideas. Like we'll, we'll really over exaggerate the gravity of what has happened. You know, we'll, we'll take one thing like, we, 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 we screw up. We make a mistake. We get into a fight with someone and we'll think I'm never going to talk to them again. I've ruined it. I'm, I'm like terrible. I'm not meant to have friends. I'm not meant to do this. And we completely over-exaggerate everything. And we have to train ourselves to catch ourselves in that and say, whoa, whoa, hold up, hold up, hold up. Don't feed into that. It's not true. Everything's going to calm down. You can fix things. Give yourself a second. Yeah. If obviously, if you struggle seriously, you have serious anxiety or, you know, maybe it's best to do this with a therapist. Cause this is what they're going to do to you in therapy. They're going to help you rewire your, your negative, negative beliefs in a way that is therapy. But if you're able to do it, you know, if you're not available, if you can't afford therapy or if, you know, you don't really feel like you need therapy, you can do these things yourself too, because I've done this all by myself through reading and just like practicing different techniques and finding what works and they do work. And you know how I know they work because this has been honestly, honestly, probably the best year of my adult life so far. I'm not even joking. You know, all, all jokes aside, like when you're a kid, your years are good because you don't have any stress. But when I come, when I compare myself to last summer and like the shit that was going on in my life, or even the summer before that, and how deluded I was and how unhappy I was under the surface, because I had no self-concept. I had no, you know, confidence and integrity. And I wasn't leaning in. I thought I was leaning into the values that I want to embody, but I wasn't. And compare it to now, the work does work. Like the inner work, it works. Healing works. Shadow work works. (laughs) Um, it does improve your life. And like my life is an example. Like I'm telling you, I was in the trenches last year, very much in the trenches. People come up to me and tell me people that I barely talk to. I go to like family functions or I'll go to like a a backyard party and I'll meet people that I haven't seen in a year. And they will tell me, you look like you're glowing. You looked depressed last year. You looked unhappy last year. And I'm so happy to see that that livelihood has come back. And that is why, because I put, I put in the work and I'm honestly, I'm so grateful for this year because it's been like one of the best years of my life. I'm so happy and I'm so grateful and I'm going to hold on to it. And it's, it's the knowing that it's also impermanent. Like I know I'm going to have bad times. I know there's still going to be shitty things that happen to me, but knowing that life can be this good is just an indication to keep going and to keep working on those things. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much. (laughs) I think that's all I'm going to talk about today. Um, it's just so like, it's so fascinating to see how applying principles can improve your life in such a good way. How small little things can compound to make 
huge changes and how it's, it really is possible to pull yourself out of the trenches. Like I'm telling you, it is, it is very possible. And that doesn't mean your life is going to be perfect because again, you're meant to experience sadness and anger and frustration. You are meant to experience the full spectrum of human emotion. And the goal is not to never, never have those feelings. The goal is to be, have the stability to bring yourself back to contentment. That is the goal. Um, and once you realize like emotions and and life and everything is just a a constant flux and it's constantly changing, it's so much easier to be like, yeah, I can bring myself back and look forward and, and look towards the positive. I think that's all I'm going to say because this episode's getting a little bit too long. Honestly, I, I, I write out like episode ideas and I'm like, oh, this is going to be like a 20 minute. Like, I don't know if I can ramble on for that long. And then I feel like I I, I want to speak more, but it's it's going to be too long, you know? I mean, I, I listen to all my podcasts at 1.5 speed. So maybe that's why like to me, a 40 minute episode is not long, but apparently I'm a freak for doing that. So I don't know. But other, other people do too. I've seen other YouTubers that listen to podcasts at 1.5 speed. It's just like, it's, it's the right speed, especially when you're going on a power walk. It's just like hits the right, like, you know, you're taking in information at the same tempo as you're walking. Um, yeah. Anyways, getting off topic there. If you've gotten this far again, thank you so, 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 so much for listening to my podcast. I appreciate you. You like literally have no idea for the, the few people that listen to my podcast because I have no big social media platform. And so the fact that this podcast has been able to grow is kind of like insane to me. But anyways, I hope you have a great rest of your July, rest of your August. I hope you have the best summer ever. Um, my socials will be linked in the description of the episode and, um, I will get back to you on my next episode. Okay. Bye.